world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Five Anthony Calandra. And stand up. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. The Nation. Uh, again, we're YouTubing this. I want to tell everybody, uh, I asked for a 100 YouTube followers so we can get a custom domain from YouTube after 30 days. We got 550 followers in two days, and we've had about 400 people look at our first uh, YouTube. So there'll be plenty more to come. So thank you all. Uh, find it. Sign up for it. Make sure you follow us. Obviously, Gun For Hire Radio. So we have a special guest in the in the studio today, John Gillard, who is the uh, the other half of the uh, Cheeseman Gillard case or Gillard Cheeseman case for right to carry uh, in New Jersey, and they have a GoFundMe page. I want to get it out yeah. there right away while we talk about it. I've been pitching this. ANGRPC donated five hundred. Gun for Hire myself donated five hundred. Ten dollars, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars. I don't care what you can donate to this cause, but GoFundMe case. It's Restore Dash Carry Dash NJ on the GoFundMe page. John, welcome to our family. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. Oh, I can hear him now. <laughs> Beautiful. So, so here's the deal. Uh, you're a military veteran. Yes, uh, Army vet. So how's it feel now with the 15-round mag ban? You, you can't even carry 15 rounds. They discriminated against our veterans, too, who served uh, our country honorably. Yeah, um, that 15-round mag is, is like saying that the first 10 uh, people shot in a, in a crime is okay. You know what I mean? Because the 11th, 12th, and 13th round, um, that's, the, that's when they have a problem. But if it saves one life? If it saves one life, then ban pools. I like that. I like that. More kids die in pools than they do from uh, gunshots. So, so, so if anybody new listening today, uh, Gillard Cheeseman, and th- with the backing of J Factor, uh, mm-hmm. the the scribe <clears throat> for all things constitutionally uh, acceptable and not acceptable for two A in the country. Actually, we're going to have him on a whole show with just uh, Jay, as a matter of fact. So what happened? What brought you here? How did you end up with a lawsuit? Let the people outside of New Jersey understand what's going on here. All right. Well. If you're not familiar, uh, in New Jersey, you have to have a, a good reason, justifiable reason, whatever they want to call it. You can use different terminology, but you have to have a reason to have your Second Amendment. Um, no one needs a, a reason to go to church, but for some reason, for the Second, uh, you need to have a reason. And when I got out of the military, of course, I mean, I had a shotgun, a rifle in my closet at home, but never really thought about handguns or anything like that. Um, but then there was an incident um, where the person who uh, committed a crime toward me and my family, um, he was arrested, he was caught, he uh, served five years or so in prison, got out. But during that process, while he was in jail, he made some threats, um, basically that uh, he was going to retaliate and blamed me for his crime. 
Um, so that led me into wanting to uh, defend myself and my kids. I have four of them. Um, so that's when I started really getting into it. And I was like, you know, I, I think I have a good enough reason. It seems like a justifiable need to me. Death threats right. from an inmate in prison would, would be justifiable. Our listeners out there, would you agree? Yeah. Um, so during that process, I ended up going to a couple um, events. I met, I met Mark. Um, so he was informing me stuff that I, I didn't know. And it seems like a lot of people don't know. Did you grow up in New Jersey? Yeah, I'm uh, born and raised here. Okay. Other than my time in the military, I was I, I lived here. Okay. Um, but I was kind of you know a noob in in a way of going for a handgun carry permit. So meeting Mark like was, most people are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, meeting Mark and uh, he informed me of some things, and I'm like, well, I I believe you know I have a good reason. My glass is half full. I use that terminology a lot. Um, and then doing the whole process. Now I had restraining orders. I have proof. I have witness statements. Thought it was a, you know, slam dunk really, but um, you know, so we end up going to court. Me and Mark are we went to this court the same day, so he went first. Um, the, of course, they they denied him. Of course. Um, and then it was my turn. Now I went through a nice, you know, when it was my turn to talk. You know, I had a nice, nice speech laid out a lot of stuff, and then of course the prosecutor had to throw his two cents in. But the thing that really was mind blowing, and Mark would say the same thing, is during his conversation or his, I don't know what you would discussion, his rebuttal to me, he said, uh, he says, uh, if I was in his shoes, I would get a permit too. So he admitted he the prosecutor the prosecutor okay but you're not part of the political elite yeah, yeah I'm not so, an elite yeah you're so, an un, part of the unwashed masses right so that right there I put my everything into that statement that he said you know I even said it to just like he said it it's in my uh, transcripts that he um, understands where I was coming from, he sympathizes where I'm coming from, and even as far as saying that if he was in my shoes, he would apply and get a permit too, but then tells the judge to deny me. So the judge, during his, uh, you know, ruling, in his five-minute speech, I actually at one point thought he was going to give it to me, and then he went, but uh, Governor Christie, with the serious threat that he had tried to change that... Um, some Murphy flipped right yeah, back, and Murphy flipped it. Uh, he goes that that serious threat part didn't open the door wide enough for him to give me a permit, but then said you should appeal because um, you know a three judge panel might see differently. So he denied you, but it advised you to appeal. Yeah. <sighs> so go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. We only had, I, I think it was 30 days to file um, an appeal. So me and Mark got together and said, let's do this together. So we both appealed. We, we kept the cases separate, but they are together because mm -hmm. our arguments are basically identical, almost word for word. Um, so we appealed. We sent all the paperwork in. Um, now we're pro se, but J Factor. They're funding it themselves. No lawyers. Yeah. Uh, Jay Factor, he's been working on this argument for a long time. 
and uh, he jumped on with us, wrote an incredible brief. He, Jay's not a lawyer, but he plays one in a gym. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the football yeah, factory. On the full, yeah. <laughs> um, he he did a lot of research. I mean, he read so many. Like, I don't know if there's anybody out there, even lawyers included, maybe even judges, that read through word for word the cases that Jay went through to really fine-tune the argument. And me me and Mark think that it was um, it's a great brief. I think it's winnable without a doubt. It's just a matter of how far these leftist judges are. But um, we submit... Now, being pro se, they're supposed to give you a lot of uh, leeway, leeway Correct. on your brief. You can screw up. Correct. Uh, yeah. So we send it in. Mark, I think, is about a week and a half behind my, mine. So I end up getting a letter back. Now, the crazy part is I don't even know if they read it because timing, they, they would have had my brief less than four days. By the time I sent it in, got the um, receipt back from delivery, and by the time I got my letter back, with the, they denied it. They denied accepting it. They gave me a letter full of 12 things that I need to fix, which included, like, my font size. Like, Unbelievable. Like, a, I, I don't quote me on it, but it was like, say I wrote it on 14-point font, they wanted 12-point font. So, just stuff like that. Um, and, and Jay was, boom, he... He quickly fixed it, sent it back. Now, <laughs> Mark gets his back, which is identical brief to mine, um, other than his name and some some things about his particular case. But the argument itself is the same. He gets eleven things wrong with his. <laughs> so I mean, like, um, why is mine had twelve and he has eleven? I don't know. But he quickly fixed his and sent it back. Um, now. Flash forward now, this is, uh, you know, late August, and <clears throat> I found out that my, everything that I submitted has been accepted and has been marked for um, calendar. So they're just waiting for a date to set it on the calendar. It's been that way for a while. It's been accepted and waiting for a date for more than a month. So a judge got to pick it up. Yeah. Could you imagine this? Judge Butthead is going to rule from the bench. John Gillard, I deny your permit to carry because your font size was wrong. <laughs> That's how it works. When we come back, he's going to tell us more about this journey. Their GoFundMe page is restore-carry-nj. you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise and although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. 
It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you, in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. The world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to Five his seconds. knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. <laughs> Listen to this and other episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and On Demand. And this segment is brought to you by Medallion Chiropractic. Look at this. I'm holding cute cards up now, okay? Medallion Chiropractic is on Valley Road in Wayne. Dr. Henry Medallion. This camera thing member was a bad idea. of the range. Many, many kids. This camera thing was <laughs> definitely a definitely bad idea. Bad. Uh, well, I'm going to have a doctor come on, and we're going to do a root canal on air while <laughs> I'm doing the show. Dr. Henry Medallion, M-A-D-A-L-I-A-N, chiropractic.com, medallionchiropractic.com. Check them out. Support those who support us, okay? All right, John, so continue what happened. So you and Mark, your font size was wrong. You know, you had death threats from prison, but font size is a priority yes. in the Soviet Socialist Republic of New Jersey, right? Yeah. Okay, right, continue, <laughs> brother. So um, back to where I was. Um so now it's just waiting. The problem about waiting is every day, and this probably goes on for a lot of people in New Jersey, um, I'm waiting for government approval to protect my family. Um, with four kids ranging from 9 to 16. You, your you know, kids are 9 to 16? 9 God to 16. God bless, man. Yeah. So your, your wife and your four kids and your family is is not how long has this been going on by the way how long have you been you and mark when you hooked up and you started the process uh since we since our official first brief has been way more than a year since we um so you started. or your family could have been killed or whatever by the bad guy already and oh yeah tough shit this is new jersey yeah one of the things that um he had said during the i guess you call it a trial a hearing other than you know if he was in my shoes he would get a permit too um, you have to love that, right? He yeah. probably has a permit. He probably he does. He probably has a permit. That's the worst part about it. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, the other part was, he goes, well, you know, the guy, the bad guy, he's been out of prison now. At this, at the time I got to court and all the paperwork and stuff was 
was filed and submitted and the background check was done and the investigation by the police who by the way interviewed my neighbors um that i didn't even live next to anymore like they went back like 10 years to interview my neighbor you're a military veteran with no criminal record you have your firearms id card right you already own guns no domestic disputes no drunken disorderlies no felonies and how old are you I am now 37. And you have not blown your mainspring at all. And we have to interview neighbors that no longer live next to you. Correct. When they already know, the, the, the end result is they're going to deny it anyway. So it's just an exercise in semantics at this point. Am I right? Right. Yes, right? Yeah. So, Matter so of fact, that, that continue. the Ugh. person that they interviewed, um, I found out uh, because of they, they send you a sheet that lists everything on there, like when they did certain stuff. They interviewed that person last september 6th right i got my denial letter from the chief september 6th so the day they interviewed him he denied so he, he was he, probably already written yeah just waiting to officially so the interview was done and then throw it in the mail yeah send it to the courts and to you yeah but back to the prosecutor he was like the guy at by the time by the time i got to court and by the time when he was let out of jail um there's like been i don't know maybe 18 months in between and he was using the the fact that he didn't do anything toward me yet 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 in in between that time frame gotcha. that that was a reason that it wasn't an urgent necessity because he you know maybe he wasn't being uh you know sporadic maybe he's planning okay maybe oh, yeah. he's plan maybe he's planning something <laughs> sorry I I for me it 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 blew my mind because just because look he already did a crime. He already was found guilty, went to prison for it. So when you have um, documentation, proof by a witness that uh, says that, you know, he wants to uh, get back at me. Now, what does that mean? I guess anybody can determine, you know, whatever. He Maybe he flattened Oh, he my wants tire. to write you a bad reference right. yeah, on yeah. Yelp. Okay, he wants to give you a bad review. He spent five years in jail. If he says he's going to get even with you, that means if I, if you framed me for something, or that was my perception, my five years in prison is completely focused on you. I and when I get it. out, I'm going to do something. Yeah. That, that's how I see it. Yeah. Ugh. So he, he used that time frame that he didn't do anything, and he talked to, I guess they interviewed his P.O., and parole officer yeah. for you non-criminal people out there. <laughs> and apparently he, he's been in good standing since he's gotten out, which, whatever, fine and dandy if he wants to be a good citizen from now on. But that doesn't that doesn't stop him from still having a grudge against me or one of my kids. You know, I could be out anywhere, like down south. They have a farmer's market, Cowtown. A lot of people go to it. What's the chances that Sandy he goes, goes to, to that? You know, so... um I could run into him there. Come to find out with the, uh, which I brought up in court, by the way, that uh, where I work and where he is listed on the on the registry, that uh, he lives within three miles of where I work. There's a heritage, there's a McDonald's, there's, you know, a Wawa, all in that area. You're going to run into him, getting coffee. What's the chances that I run into him? For sure. And then even if he wasn't planning anything at that time, the sight of me could can I say pissed off? Yes, <laughs> you can say anything you want. 
Um, this way I don't get in trouble. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. You know, and you know? then that spurs him to, you know. And what if know. you're with one or two of your younger kids? Exactly. My youngest is nine. You're not allowed to defend yourself in this state. You know, he's going to, who knows what could happen. Uh, uh. So, so though I totally disagree with the fact that you need to have a reason, you know, um, I think any law-abiding citizen who has not been deemed to be have a mental problem, um, I and think again, sh- yeah. no felonies, no drunken disorderlies, no domestic disputes. We 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 all know if you haven't beat up anybody or woman, no 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 felonies and you know no drunken disorderlies because we don't want habitual drunkards right. obviously to carry a gun. Something could happen because whenever somebody's in a bar, they always blame the alcohol. Right. They were exactly. a jackass before they walked into mm-hmm. the bar. But oh, I had two beers and that's why I stabbed them eighty-seven times. Normally, I've only would have stabbed them twelve, but yeah. uh, you know I had beer in me, so. So now, what's what's the next step with this case? Now, obviously, Jay is behind the scenes. Right. I know you got some input from Dan Schmutter and stuff. They they looked at it a little bit too. That's what Mark had told me. Yeah, they he he reviewed it. Um, I did send my stuff to uh, Scott. Um, I think what really is going to happen is when we get into the federal court side. Uh, once we get there, then that's when. You How know, long before you think that happens? It's really going to depend on when they rule. So. Okay. Originally, I talked to my case manager m- maybe three weeks ago, the person that's in charge of... I'm in Team 1. Mine's being reviewed by Team 1. Mark's being... Uh, his case is being reviewed by Team 2. What's that mean? I don't know. No. But um, th- I was originally told I would have... Uh, I would have... N- I would know something by the end of August, mid-September. So I'm going to say maybe October. <laughs> now, uh. here's the worst part, Sandy. He goes to Wawa with his nine-year-old, and this guy is at Wawa with a few friends. And in front of witnesses, if he threatens to kill him and one of his kids, God forbid, he still won't get a carry permit. Right. You still won't get it. I know. Oh, if you have a police report, ten witnesses in the Wawa and everything, the prosecutor and judge will still deny it to the next level. That that's that's how that's how oh, our yeah. state works. And the reason because of you know there are three. You need to have the the urgent necessity, which is really hard to prove. That means urgent means it's going to happen right now so unless you you know bring the guy in the court with you and he's admit i'm going to hurt him right now that's really the only way because there is sections of of uh the administrative code that i read and one of them is you're if you have a if a person has a restraining order or an order from the court of protection that's supposed to be deemed as a justifiable need. It actually says it in the wording. You have a restraining order on this guy? Uh, yeah, a yeah. permanent one. Permanent. Oh, my God. Final restraining order is forever. You die with it. Because I had yes, three I TROs on me, temporary restraining orders, over the past few years, and the judge dropped them after a week. You know, there was no this, final. This is but permanent. The, yeah, fi- yeah, so he's, he covers, can never get a gun. No, he's not even yeah. allowed to drink, okay. which is... Uh, yeah, imagine. Uh, can I'm you sure. imagine that? Um, you know, but it covers me, my wife, and my kids. Um, and he... Lives three miles from where you work. Yeah. According to the last registry. Registry. Yeah, who knows where he lives. right? And listen, let's get the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he is reformed. Maybe he's moved on. But how do you go to bed at night knowing if that's true or not? You have to go to bed at night being prepared. I mean, I, I, hate, this, I hate to sound paranoid, but there is when people say to bump in the night. Yeah, you I jump. Mean, I, I'm cautious. Yeah. Yeah, the the better word than paranoid would be a heightened state of awareness. That's that's so it. So you have to live in a heightened state. You're in condition orange all the time. You can't mm-hmm. even slip down to yellow or white anywhere down in South I, Jersey. I have a perfect example of it. Um, 
we have a concrete driveway and we have one of those plastic uh, trash cans, right? So the wheels are plastic and they make a certain sound when they drag across the concrete. And it was like three or four times my wife says, do you hear that? And I didn't hear it at first, but it kept happening where it sounded like someone was moving my trash cans at one o'clock in the morning down my driveway. Come to find out one more time, I finally heard it. My dog heard it. We go out, go, uh, go down the steps and out the front door, and there's three people outside right near the path near my house causing mischief. Now, granted, that wasn't him. But you but thought it was. I thought it was. Sure. You know, because my trash cans are right next to my dry, um, for my uh, garage door. You know, earlier this year, I had someone trying to kick in my garage door. So, from being inside the house, you really don't know sure. who it could be. And that stuff is, it's heightened awareness. Every little boom, especially when the sun goes down, I don't know. My wife don't know. Now, do you, do you realize this is torture for him, too? Because having to stay, just like when you're in the military, when you're in forward line or something, having to stay in Condition Orange all the time can cause mental issues, post-traumatic stress disorder, and everything. Sure. Everybody needs to come down to Condition White again. You could never be in Condition White. You're always worried about your kids. You're always worried about your wife, your dog, and yourself and your family. So the courts don't give a shit about that. You know, well, just check your six all the time. Hire a bodyguard. You know, move out of state. Move somewhere else. Like, like why? And why? Here, and here's the issue that you know, for everybody out of state, people in New Jersey just take this as a uh, as a given. Yeah. If John were to move, if John were to just drive across the bridge, which is how many miles from your house? Uh, I'm I'm in I'm shoot I'm in Pennsylvania in less than four minutes. Right. Or or Delaware. Or Delaware is even closer. And uh, there you have all full uh, rights of a citizen. But in your own state, in New Jersey, you're mm. prevented from exercising your right to protect yourself and your family. And yeah. that's really the point. It doesn't matter whether this guy ever does anything, this particular guy does anything. It's you should have the right to protect yourself no matter what. Correct. Right. Correct. And we're focusing on this specific case because how glaring mm -hmm. is this? You know, we all know in New Jersey I can't apply for a carry permit and say, well, it's my constitutional right. They'll laugh you right out of the court. Right. Mm -hmm. But this is a guy that had threats from an inmate who, who he, you know, testified against and, and everything still that lives within three miles away. So what is like Knappen always says, they issue you your carry permit posthumously in New Jersey mm -hmm. after you're dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, John, your carry permit's in. We'll deliver it to the mortuary. Right. That's we'll, the way it works. We'll pack it to your coffin. <laughs> what are your pole bearers carry? So, you guys listening out of state, what happens in New Jersey doesn't stay in New Jersey. Oklahoma just overturned carry permits. The governor went against their word when they were running. Oklahoma. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. 
The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun for Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. This segment is brought to you by Gunsitters. Gunsitters and their military division weapons guard is on Route 10 East in Whippany in the Pine Plaza. They also have a location in Eastern Pennsylvania, one opening up in Salisbury, Maryland, and one opening up in Hawaii. They will temporarily, short-term, long-term, store your firearms. If you're going through domestic, you're going through a divorce, you have kids in the house that got in trouble with the police and they say you can't have guns in the house, use it as a preemptive strike. If you're going through a problem and your marriage is uh, falling apart, put your guns there ahead of time before someone files a restraining order and they come and get confiscated. If you're active military, John's not anymore, but if you're active military, their military division weapons guard will hold and store your weapons for free while you're being deployed. So if you got deployed to Hawaii, you can't bring your guns with you. Believe it or not, New Jersey, you can't leave your handguns with your mom and dad. That's a felony. So uh, gun sitters and their military division weapons guard will hold those guns for you. It's a win-win situation, so check out gunsitters.com. Again, support those who support us. Full, full round the corner, gofundme.com forward slash restore dash carry dash NJ. That's the cheeseman Gillard case, and it's self-funded. Okay, we all want this case to go. Now we know the NRA, ANGRPC has a NRA-funded case tracking parallel with these guys. Who knows what tact will work? 
okay? It's the mm-hmm. anvil and the hammer, okay? Let's look at the NRA case as the slow-moving anvil that's superfunded by the NRA and their New York and D.C. law firms. And then let's look at the, the Cheeseman Gillard case that's self-funded by the little guys who might make font mistakes, but with Jay Factor and other people in the background, this might be the case that finds the chink in the armor. We don't know. Okay, yeah. It could also be the case that while they're focusing on it, the NRA case could slip through, or vice versa. I don't know. All I know is two, two cases is better than one case, and it's better than no cases. So these guys need your help, $10, $20, $50. You know, uh, just send, send them your support. Look what they're doing. They're sticking their necks out here, and they're trying. You know, they're going to get a lot of crap from local people and 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 the anti-gun community. So you know, they're sticking their necks out and putting themselves there. So support their case, please. Okay. Uh, another disheartening thing: another young college girl in uh, in Iowa, uh, right near Brownells, actually, mm-hmm. uh, was killed by an illegal um, alien. Twenty-four years old, and uh, you know. Right away, the post, because I ranted about it, and the, by the way, you can find Ant's Rants on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and my two Facebook pages now. I'm not cross-posting it anymore, uh, but Ant's Rants is, uh, how are you guys? Good to see you. Uh, Ant's Rants is uh, is really going viral. The NRA is retweeting my stuff now on mm-hmm, Twitter. Mm-hmm. They retweeted one of my uh, shooting videos, and they have 700,000 followers, and I got 135,000 impressions on the tweet. Which one yeah, was it? The, the it was dot, me shooting. No, it was me shooting the H and K. And people like posted, "Oh, good group for a shotgun." Here's the deal: I put the target out 12 feet. I took an HK 45, double action first pull, trigger pull, single action for the next nine. I sent it out 12 feet, six inch circle. I shot 10 bullets, fast but accurate. Nine went in a circle. One was an inch low left from the circle. Now, when you guys watch these videos, there's no second takes. Right. You can come and watch me with yeah. the video. I pick a gun off the wall. I set it up. I load it. I talk for 30 seconds. I shoot for 15 seconds, and then I talk for another 15 seconds. So there's no staging. I don't shoot something six times to make sure everybody saw it or whatever. And my rants, but, but going back to Molly Tibbetts, I rant it that, you know, one person, another crime that could have been prevented. And a lot of people on the left like, well, legal. Legals commit crimes too. Yes, they do. They're here already. There's nothing we can do about those people. But illegal people don't belong here. Right, okay? Right. And all they do is pander for votes on the left. And when is it enough? When is enough going to be enough that this 20 year old girl whose hopes and dreams, she was a dreamer too, right? Mm-hmm. Her parents now are devastated. She right. was out jogging. We don't know if she was sexually assaulted yet or anything, but of she was she, killed you know, with I, a sharp. Uh, of course it, she was. You, you know, the problem is, is that. When everything gets politicized like this, we we lose sight of the tragedy that really happens in families as as a result of this. That that child never should have been killed. It's 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 that's the bottom line. Right. Yes, legals Crazy. are going to do things. Yeah. Legals are going to kill people, and that's what we have a criminal but, but justice system. But she would system. still be alive if this piece of crap wasn't here. Wasn't here. You know, and everybody's going to. And I, I blame. I also blame the employer too. No matter how much they want to squirm out of it, it's a person who, oh, he, you know, we sent it through the INS and everything else. The system is, is flawed. The system is the, the online check. You're an employer. I'm an employer. We know how bad that system Correct. is. And if, if it, when it works, it's, it's, uh, it's bad. You know, 
But what do we do to? How do we prevent this <coughs> from happening? How hey, do, you, you said know, no coughing on the air. Fifteen people no working. No coffins on, on the air. Coughing <laughs> is co- fine. Yeah, coughing. See, you coffins, heard it wrong. Coffins. Yeah, these, you keep those outside. You know, uh, here's another end run in New Jersey. Uh, Mayor Free, Governor Free stuff. You know, the governor who can eat an apple through a chain link fence. Governor POS is what I yes, call him. Yes, he's following Harpo Cuomo from New York now, where they're investigating um, insurance, Lockton. carry insurance. Yeah, like from carry guard through Lockton. No, they, they're calling it what murder? Murder insurance. insurance. Yeah, we in I just did a video about it. Actually, did you? I, yeah, yeah. you're going to tell us. Tell everybody how they can find your YouTube. Now uh, that we're it's, uh, YouTube. Um, dot com backslash nj two a vlogger. See, he's got a thing already. I don't have a thing already. Okay. That video is not posted yet, but it's uh, it's on my phone, ready to be uploaded. So it's self-defense insurance. It's insurance for a law-abiding citizen because we can't carry in New Jersey. So it's insurance where Sandy's at home, someone breaks into his house, and he shoots the person. Now the insurance is contingent on that he's not charged with any crimes or felonies. So the, the police report, the prosecutor has to say that it was a clean shooting self-defense and then you're covered with insurance so our attorney general and our governor are calling it murder insurance so in other words mm-hmm. sandy gets that insurance says "Ooh, i can't wait till somebody breaks in so, so I, I can kill, kill them yeah. okay? yeah that's, that's mm-hmm. the wrong way of that's yeah, well, the that's mindset but again th- this is this comes from an agenda where the democrats believe that this is on their side they believe that you democrats who vote for democrats are not gun owners don't care about the Second Amendment. We know it's different. We know we know for a fact it's different here in New Jersey because we have a dark blue state where most of the people in the state vote Democrat. Yep. And we have you can't say that only Republicans are gun owners in the state of New Jersey. No, I know. And I walk know. into your range <laughs> and see that. My that range is looks not like true. Noah's Ark. Yeah. So here's the next one from the governor that just came out, because Betsy DeVos, the education secretary, is allowing states on their own to arm teachers, okay? Not any teacher, teachers that want to be trained. You were in the military, John, so if you were a teacher, you'd probably volunteer for that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So here's the statement from our governor. Arming our teachers is illogical and dangerous. When I signed legislation to enact common sense gun laws in our state, my goal was to protect children and families and keep guns out of classrooms. We know what happens when a gun enters a classroom. The result is almost always tragic and devastating. Fewer guns mean fewer deaths. New Jersey will not participate in this dangerous and misguided program, and I encourage the president to instead use our resources to better provide all our children with the educational and innovative learning program they deserve not turn our classrooms into a war zone so having two or three they already are correct war so what about the guy I, I forgive me if I have the wrong state wrong but I think it was near Chicago during um, this year's graduation they were practicing all the seniors were in the gym room practicing uh, for their rehearsal for graduation and some kid or a person went to go uh, shoot up that classroom, and an armed security guard, uh, not a cop, but an armed security guard, was able to stop it. So that was a gun held by a good guy who stopped a bad guy from killing kids in a school. Again. So it's not, it shouldn't be turning it into a war zone. We protect protect uh, actors. We protect, uh, you know, banks and uh 
casinos and stuff like that with guns. Correct. Why can't we protect our kids with guns? Because the left is loony, and they think that if we say guns are banned in schools, school shootings will go away. Because mm-hmm. they make statements like, less guns, less, less crime, crime, which is crap. Correct. We know that that to be now, false. if... We had a federal initiative that every school had to have a minimum of four armed teachers who were volunteers, teachers or administrators, anybody in the classes, anybody in the school campus, and that they were going to be trained and they were going to carry concealed. One or two mass shootings prevented by those good guys or girls with a gun, our mass shooters will look for another outlet. They'll start going to the malls or the airports or somewhere else. It will or be a using bombs. Oh, yeah. The, It'll be a different issue. situation. Absolutely. Like we said, we've never had a plane hijacked, God forbid, after September 11th the way they did that because we learned from that. Mm-hmm. They strengthened the doors. We know that somebody with a box cutter is not going to over. You, know, you and I, you know that you were, I'm, I'm up there. I'm going to have some fun. Okay. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going to smash the terrorist head on the door to the cabin until we land and the right. marshals come in. I'm just going to keep smashing it, all right, until I, you know, I can make chop meat out of it. Mm-hmm. But but we're not going to let that happen again. So it's the same thing with these school shootings. All we need is one or two that are cut short by an armed teacher or administrator. So they stick their head in the sand these liberals because they think in their in their utopia that they've created without if we ban the guns crime will go away. Just look at England. Their crime is through the roof now. The knifings and acid attacks. Sure. In Evil will always find a way. Always. They will use a, always they find use a, rental a way. Yeah, a, a rental truck. A rental, rental truck, truck right. in Germany. So what do they want to do? Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, who says living in a big city is part and parcel, you know, dealing with terrorism is mm-hmm. part and parcel of living in a big city. They're, they want to ban around all the landmarks. They want to ban vehicles now. <laughs> so, again, more liberties, more freedoms, more of our lives, more time of our life. You know, every time I go to Europe... But don't I, recognize what the issue is or what the problem correct. is. Correct. Every time I go to Europe, I spend uh, 20% of my vacation going through metal detectors and having my bags checked mm-hmm. everywhere you go. You know, I wear my Merce when I'm in Europe. I can wear Merce. <laughs> but I, I carry my stuff. I got my flashlight. I got two tactical pens. You know, I'm, I got extra batteries. You know, it sounds crazy, but I'm always prepared. a little prepared there because, you know, if I'm in... I'm in Buckingham Palace area, and a bomb goes off. There's a terrorist strike. Uh, I need as much as I can to help myself. You know, right. I can't carry a gun, but, you know, 400 lumen flashlight, a tactical pen. Listen, with a tactical pen, I can get somebody's gun. Right. Okay? I, I, as, as big as you are, prior military and stuff, I, I, if I put it on the radio or on the, on the nerve, I'm getting your gun. So why not be prepared? Why not? Right. Well, because the government doesn't want yeah. you prepared. No that's, meow for me. It's their job. Everything I do Gonna be funky From now on Time and memories The two most precious things you can give someone No cell phones, no video games, no electronic devices No interruptions Just your favorite gun, a couple boxes of ammo And time spent together The folks at Gun For Hire Woodland Park Range believe there is no time like the present, and no present like time. Step through their doors, and you'll feel time stand still. It may look like a luxury shooting range, but what they really sell is the perfect day, and perfect memories are made from perfect days. Gun For Hire Woodland Park Range where family memories begin.
They said it wouldn't last. That was just wishful thinking. Gun for Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Seven years running. I read. This segment is brought to you by SafeCon, njsafecon.net. John Willett was on last week. Are you going to be there? Are you going to stop by? I'm going to try you, to you, be there. It's, yep. it's in your backyard. You should be yep. there. September 22nd. Just stop by for 10 minutes. September 22nd. Doors open at 9 until 5. Uh, Bert Haberland and other people are reaching out to me about sponsoring tables or whatever. Please do it, okay? Anybody that wants to uh, participate, njsafecon.net. Uh, email info at njsafecon.net. John, uh, Mark Cheeseman. Yeah, yeah. John Willett is looking for more sponsors, uh, speakers, contributors, donate, whatever you want to do. And the last one, obviously, is uh, County Line Firearms is another sponsor. They're on Route 10 East and East Hanover. Stop by and see Carlos. They changed the name to County Line Customs, but they're a full gun store and you can uh, get anything you want there. A couple of things, uh, some uh, stuff I want to just talk about here. I got a few letters. One is from our buddy Richie. I saw your rant, and it was on point about the girl from uh, Iowa. He said, but it wasn't Idaho. Uh, listen, semantics, Richie. Um, other like than that, it was a great rant. anything past the state of Correct. Pennsylvania. Correct. I don't know. <laughs> I have some questions that may be good for your radio show. If you're making a will to leave your guns to someone, how do you do it? Do you have to list each gun and serial number? Do you have to change the will each time you get a new gun or sell one? What if the, the person you're leaving the guns to is a minor? This is very easy to do, okay? It's in Knappen's book, by the way. You can just say I leave all my firearms and accessories to uh, John Gillard. And that's that's enough. So every time you buy a gun, you don't have to change your will. The person that receives those guns has to be eligible to get a firearms ID card. They don't have to have a firearms ID card. So they have to be 18 or older with no record. They don't need a firearms ID card. Now, what you can do, Richie, let's say it's your 14-year-old nephew. You can write in your will that from when he's 14 till he's 18, the guns go to gun sitters. And they will hold the guns. They have, a, they have a will program that they will hold them until that person is 18, okay? Otherwise, you can't leave them to a minor. They have to be over 18. And they can't accept delivery of the handguns until they're 21, only long guns until they're 18. So you could leave them with another responsible adult and say in your will that on that person's 21st birthday, they get the guns, okay? Uh, Richie also said, do you have to leave someone in charge of the weapons until the minor reaches the age? I answered that. Um, I think that maybe you can have an attorney on to discuss it. It's in uh, Knappen's book, by the way. And you also can call gun sitters, and uh, one of our listeners did this already, and set up their will with gun sitters that if something should happen that gun sitters takes control of the guns until the minor uh, comes of age okay so Richie says it was informative I answered it leave me alone okay <laughs> okay and I have to add that uh, nothing you just heard uh, constitutes legal advice in the state of New Jersey or any other state in the Union so I said read so Knappen's book you can go ahead and uh, c you know that would be for a lawyer to do I'm learning <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm learning. So consult, a, so consult a, uh, a licensed attorney in your state. So we're going to talk to you in a second, but mm -hmm. one of our Gun for Hire alumni, Glenn Meyer. Hey, I don't, we don't uh, talk as much as we should, but I want to say a huge thank you for training me correctly. We went and saw Kenny Chesney Saturday night, got in around 2 a.m., took a shower, and went to bed. 
got up in the morning around 9.30 and went to get me and Dana a bagel and opened my truck in the driveway and someone was sitting in the driver's seat. Get out of time. Yes. First reaction was grab my H&K from inside. Uh, so anyway, I slammed the door and I kept him locked in the truck, had my wife call 911 and Fairlawn PD was there in less than a minute, okay? He must have been around the corner. Yes. Well, it's a, it's Fairlawn's yeah, densely small. populated, a lot of yeah. cops. Uh, they then proceeded to remove him from my truck at gunpoint. My point is, I knew how to react inside of, of and create, you know, inside of creating chaos, instead of creating chaos. I'm lucky he wasn't armed, but just wanted to say thank you and share that with you. Glenn Meyer. So he's a conditioned yellow guy all the time. So let's talk about you, you, you John. Um, is your house well lit outside? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Um, I live right next to a path that goes into the woods that, That's leads, to, uh, that leads to the schools. And even the police officers in my area say that, you know, once school's let out at nighttime, the school, the behind the school becomes a hangout. Mm-hmm. So these these people, kids, I don't call them criminals, but you know, <laughs> hooligans. It has a lot of it has a lot of traffic. You know, um, I do have a I do have a pretty large dog that keeps me well informed. Best first line of defense. But um, you know, like I, like I tell my wife, I said, Dozier will give you enough time, you know, to to get to the safe. Yes. You know, he, he might uh, you know he might sacrifice himself, but it will give you time to get there. You now, know, you have not the, he cannot be the only line of defense because once he's taken out, Correct. you know, you got you got to be able to be prepared. So yeah, he's the alarm. Yeah, he's the yep. alarm. And now, do you have an alarm block. system? Yes, I do. Okay, you go to bed with it at night, you turn oh, the perimeter it's, on? It's on. <laughs> okay, good. you have any panic buttons? That I don't have. Do I it. I mean, there is a... There is a emergency button on the panel itself, no. but you got to get there. They're, they're so. like $130, okay? Put one in the master bedroom. And put one like wherever you guys spend the majority of your time, living room, family room, wherever right. it may be. They're little, you know. We have them. I have them at my house too. I don't. I don't. I don't use them. I, you know, I live alone. But uh, oh, well, I shouldn't say that. I have Winston with me. Mm-hmm. What about? Uh, do you have a keypad in your bedroom? No, I don't. Okay. See, this is a good thing to do. You put a keypad in your bedroom so that you can, before you go to bed at night, you check that the perimeter's set up. The other thing that's nice about it is if someone breaks into a basement window, you can read it on your keypad. Right. Absolutely. All right. Now, I have alarm.com, so mine shows up on my phone, and my phone is on my nightstand. So oh, so you can do You don't need a keypad yeah. then. The alarm.com will tell you what the, where yeah, the break-in the is. Yeah, yeah, right on the phone. So you're, you're good with that, which is so great with alarm.com. They really, you know, I'm not an advocate for them. They, you know, for alarm.com, they're not paying us, but most good alarm companies now have alarm.com app. Sandy, I can open and close my garage doors. Yeah. I get, the the cleaning lady comes to my house on Fridays. The last four digits of her phone number will open my door only from 11 a.m. and Friday till 1 o'clock in the afternoon. She came one time late, like 1.15. She couldn't get in the hmm. door. She called me up and said, Mr. Anthony, I'm trying to get in. I can't. And I opened it for her. So, And I can block her anytime I want from the phone. So that's good. So now you have, you have peepholes in the house. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you all sleep on the second floor? Uh, we we are separated. Uh, my boys are my boys are downstairs. Okay, so that that leaves hard self defense issues. Oh, you, I know. You know what we, I mean. We 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 try to uh, go over. Um, Just have plans an emergency drill. Yeah, we we do have we do try to go over. I uh, I tell everybody every six months when you cha- every daylight savings time. When you change the batteries on your all your fire and smoke detectors and carbon monoxide, you should check all your fire extinguishers, and every family should have a fire drill and an emergency drill. 
Okay, and it doesn't have to be like if the bad guy. You just say in an emergency, like your kids. I would have them stay in place in the room if you guys have a code word. Mm-hmm. Let's say you guys have a code word that you scream out, and that tells your kids to get under their beds, so that if the bad guy came in and looked, he doesn't see any kid there. He would assume he ran upstairs to the master bedroom, till so you can get down and and maintain you know some kind of perimeter or not. And the same thing where your kids. And really close family members, especially for your youngsters, there should be a code word uh, because a lot of kids get abducted. Like I go to your school and say, Daddy got into a car accident and I'm coming to pick you up. Uh, and your kid should say, what's the code word? All right. If the ki- if the, if I don't know the code word, let's say it's Superman. If I don't know the code word, then the kid won't go with me unless the cops are called. All right. Because a lot of kids are abducted by family Mm -hmm. members and friends. You know, if I I've never been to your house, but if I came to your house 15 or 16 times, I'm a personable guy. Your kids are going to like me. I joke around. You know, I'm the cool uncle. Let's go play with a cigarette lighter and a switchblade or something. (laughs) You know, but if I had ulterior motives, I could go to your school, the kid's school and and say, you know, your dad was your dad and I were out. and He was in an accident hunting. He sent me to pick you up. The kid's going to come with me. Now, a lot of schools won't release kids. But what if I got him outside? Right. On his way home or something, right? Because that's what happens. You teach your kids not to go to strangers. But what about family members and friends? So it's good to teach your kids a code word. I talk about this all the time, too. You have four kids. So if you go to, let's say, Disney, every morning when you guys get up, you should take a picture of each kid, what they're wearing before you leave for the park and have it on your phone. Because if one of your kids gets separated from you, you, you know have last thing he was wearing. Yep. When you show people, you're not showing them their communion picture from a year ago or a goofy picture or something. You know that they were making faces. You're going to show the authorities and security a picture of your kid with what they're wearing at that moment. And right. you know, then they put the park on lockdown, God forbid, and they're looking for the white shorts and the red shirt with the little blonde hair kid that looks like Dennis the Menace. You know, whatever whatever it may be. These are just little tips that are good. Your front door, obviously, is solid core door. Yes, it is. Okay. Another good thing to do that's cheap is all your bedroom doors uh, switch to solid core door and put a deadbolt on the inside of them, all right? And teach your kids in an emergency to shut that door and deadbolt it because now that room becomes a safe house, you know, safe room, especially your master bedroom. Now, you, a good plan would be to come down the stairs and have the kids run behind you into the master bedroom, let's say, and make the master bedroom your safe room. That's kind of uh, our our routine that we we do go over is um, my room is the safe haven. Um, and uh, my my boys and my, uh, and my daughter are also trained. So if, say, I was taken out, mm-hmm. you know, um, someone might take out the, the head guy thinking that they're they're uh they're going to have easy targets uh it's not going to be so easy in my house um they they are trained they know how to if need be so i'm not the only line of defense Mm -hmm. i said uh and and uh, and my wife on top of that how many cell phones in the house three or four any landline no for good because forget it anyway because if i broke (laughs) the house i take the first phone off the hook that i see now there's no landlines but cell phones should be on nightstands on a charger. You should teach your kids, your wife too, that when you dial 911 from a cell- cellular phone, the first thing you should say is your address. Nothing more than your address, clear and concise, what the emergency is, and then your address again, clear and concise, because cellular phones don't work like landline phones. Uh, it could take a while for them to pinpoint right. where it is if I knock the phone out of your kid's hand. It's, here's an example of kind of that um, when I needed to 
uh, call 911. Um, I got a dispatch from Delaware. Like, because it rolls over. Yeah. If there's just, emergencies, yeah, right. it rolls over. Yes, and that's how like, it works. Where are you calling from? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm on one, two, three Main Street, across the street from the Red Church. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I didn't. Even ha- I had no idea yeah. that they were even in Delaware. Yeah. See, my 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 phone like comes. My phone. State. My phone bills the range. I live a mile and a half away. If I call 911 from my house and you're the bad guy, you knock the phone out of my hand. There's going to be five Woodland Park police cars at the range looking for me. Okay, so these are little tips that you can do. Good lighting outside, uh, you know, keep the hedges cut down low. It's nice to have defensive hedges too, like thorn bushes and rose bushes <laughs> around the house. Believe yeah, it or not, I've had it, those put in since when we, I first met talked you. About you it. talked about it's it. It's good because nobody around. can hide them. The other thing is, if someone runs out of your house and they run through those hedges, they're going to leave DNA. They're either going to leave skin or they're going to leave clothing. So now if the guy runs to the Wawa and tries to pretend he wasn't the break-in actor and he's all scratched up from thorns and a piece of his shirt is missing, that it matches the shirt in, the, mm-hmm. in, the, in your hedges, you know, your thorn bushes, it's not a bad thing. Okay, little things to think about. In my case, they're going to just go arrest the guy who cleans my gutters and windows. Because <laughs> so, his DNA's all over. I, that I stuff. love it. You <laughs> have you have sliding doors anywhere? I do. Got to put a Charlie yes. bar across. Good. All right. So you got it well. So let's talk about this again. It's GoFundMe forward slash GoFundMe.com forward slash Restore dash Carry dash NJ. A uh, couple of things here. Knife rights. They just lost another case. You can't carry any type of uh, auto assist knife in New York still. Nope. They're probably going to take it to the next federal level. I have a ton of classes coming up. Urban Pistol 2, Urban Carbine 2, Urban Pistol 3, Holster Draw. Um, and Jimmy has in October Part 2 of the Long Range Shooting, if you've taken the first one. My master will be here, Masad Ayub, October 4th. 5th, 6th, and 7th with MAG-20 and MAG-40. So he's going to be here for four days. He endorsed me for the NRA Board of Directors run. He also got uh, five pages of signatures for me. That's Him fantastic. and Gail. That's yes. Great. John, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being at another uh, tip of the spear in the fight of New Jersey, and we're going to keep you guys posted. Please send some support to these guys, all right, because they Couple can bucks. use it. Hey, we're we're say, supporting them, too. I would say, uh, even if you can't donate um, because of whatever situation you're going through, if you are like-minded, you can share yes. the page. You can link it to a Facebook page, yeah. send it to an email. Email to your friend list. Yep. You don't necessarily have to give, but you can share it, and it's free to do that. So feel free to go out there. We can and use it. Everybody um, can afford a dollar, and there are enough of you listening right now to be able to fund this for the next 200 years. Yes. I hope everybody's enjoying this. Check out our YouTube channel. We'll get a custom domain in about two weeks. But look how close you can see me. Oh, that's, <laughs> just right? Cameras were a very, <laughs> very bad idea. Thank you all. John, thank you. Keep rocking on, man. We need Thanks. more people like you. Less sheep, more wolves. Well, looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a counterthink media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, LLC, New York, New York, and the licensed broadcast music incorporated. I'm Sandy Berardi. This here is Winston. We love you guys. See you next week. Pray for me.